Better in Bucharest is a podcast about life experiences, leadership lessons, faith and hope. This podcast will show you that you don't have to compromise your values to achieve happiness. Hi everybody, I hope uh, you can stay awake. Uh, you've been a great audience, those of you who are still here, so thanks for sticking around. Uh, I'm going to walk you through a final presentation today, and really it's about making your life matter. We talked about leadership here. I assume if you're at this conference, it's because you want to be a leader or you're already a leader. Is that right for everybody here? Raise your hand if you're going to be a leader in this country one day. That's what I think. Well, that's awesome. We've mentioned Kansas City. You saw a map earlier uh, where we're from. Uh, the most, I guess, perhaps famous person from Kansas City is now Kelsey or Travis Kelsey, who is Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Anybody here know Taylor Swift? Yes. So her boyfriend just bought a $6 million house so he could have privacy with Taylor Swift when she visits him. So uh, Garmin's headquarters, they have actually offices here in Romania. Uh, Hallmark, anybody watch the Hallmark Channel uh, movies secretly? Yes, several of you do. That's good. They're based in Kansas City too. So anyway, uh, to know me is to know uh, that faith and family are, from my perspective, the keys uh, to success in life. Uh, traveled a little over 9,000 kilometers to be here, uh, to have a privilege to be able to share things that inspire my life. Uh, I lead a company uh, around the world, uh, but most of our work is in North America. Uh, we do work in Asia, we do work in Latin America and Africa. But among those employees who work with me, there are values that I think are critical because in my company, I want to develop the next generation of leaders. In order to do that, I need employees who actually exhibit what I consider to be servant leadership. I'm going to talk about that a little bit today, and as I get into my discussion, I want you to be thinking about why is it that you want to be a leader? Do you want to be a leader so you can make a lot of money? Do you want to be a leader so you can have a lot of power? Do you want to be a leader so you can be famous? I want you to ask yourself those questions and then reflect that this university was founded 110 years ago. And who was the most famous person in the world in 1913? Who knows that? Be guessing, wouldn't you? Not in 1913. So most of us don't remember the people who were the richest, the most famous, and the most powerful. There are some exceptions, but most people who become great leaders are remembered for the impact they have on people's lives. You might ask yourself, well, how many people will the average person influence in their life? So you think about all the people you went to school with, all your neighbors, your relatives, the people you're going to work with in the future, the people you're going to interact with on vacations or wherever you might go. The average, at least in the United States, is about 10,000 people will be influenced by the average person's life. That means that in this room with about 60 people, if you were just average, this group would influence about 600,000 people over the next 60 plus years. That's a lot of influence. But what's more important is that leaders actually influence 10 times or more the number of people that the average person influences. So what does that mean for this room? That means for this room, this room could influence 6 million people. Can you imagine? Most of you probably don't hang out together, but if you all develop the same values, 
you could collectively walk out of here and over the next 50 years influence millions of people in Romania and change the future of this country, Eastern Europe, and the world. If you want Romania to be a world leader, it starts with leaders who have values and character that will transform the way the people in the community think. If you adopt what exists now and you pursue what exists today, this country will be exactly the same in 60 years. If you're going to be leaders, you need to change the way you think. My philosophy is based on a simple philosophy as a leader. I believe that if you want to be a leader, if you want to be first, you have to learn to be the very last and servant of all. And part of that came from the friend that I shared my story with before. He was like, what are you going to accomplish if you're a billionaire? And he actually told me, this is what your life is going to look like. You're going to make one person potentially great. And a hundred years from now, nobody will remember who you are. Maybe a few exceptions. Maybe if I became Hitler, wouldn't that be a great legacy? But think about it. If you are a servant to others and make other leaders, you could be a leader who makes thousands of other people great by pouring into their life with your family, your future employees, your coworkers, the people who are around you. But it starts with the idea that you will serve others and you will be a model as a leader for other people for generations to come. And how you invest in your people now, your family, your friends, your coworkers, that could influence generations, which will be far more important than them even remembering you because it could be a different place to live, a different world, a hundred years from now because of the decisions you make today. I'm going to share with you five traits that I expect of my employees. I don't care where they are in their faith, whether they are Jewish, whether they're atheist, agnostic, I don't care if they've never been to church. But these values are influenced to me by my faith, and I'm going to share them with you, but I believe they have universal applications that make great leaders who make great disciples who change the world in a great way. And I'm going to walk you through those. The first thing that is hard for people, especially young people like you, it was for me, is right out of college, I wanted to be in charge. Just, I'm the smartest person in the world. I went to Princeton. I know everything, and everybody who was ahead of me was dumber than me. At least that's what I thought. I didn't think about the wise wisdom that Kevin shared about maybe I should get a mentor. I thought I was smarter than everybody. But the reality is, if you want to get greater responsibility, you have to demonstrate that you can be trusted with little. For my employees, what I mean is if I tell them to do a very small task, I expect them to do it well, and I expect them to do it their very best. So if you get a task, think about it. If somebody says, hey, I want you to take out the trash, are you going to think that's beneath you? Or are you going to do it with excellence to the point that somebody might even notice you? You hear these stories about people who were famous now and have big roles now who started in the mail room. Do you know why they were sent to the mailroom in the first place? To see if they could humble themselves and be brought to become leaders in those organizations. If you want to be a leader of people, at least people who will look back and actually model the behavior you project, you need to be a servant leader to them. Jesus even told us that those who could be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. 
And that's how I am in my company. The people who are the most important, who get paid the most, who have the greatest responsibility are people who started and were entrusted with little, and I can give them more and more and more responsibility because when I give them things, I know that they will do well with the little that they have. The second value is that of being a team player. In today's TikTok society, you want to be out there and be seen as exceptional. Some people spend dozens and dozens and dozens of hours each week to make one 30-second or 15-second video so everybody will see how different and exceptional they are. The reality is, in the long run, that just helps you. It doesn't build the country. It doesn't build an organization. It doesn't help anybody but you. But if you can learn to be a team leader and you can learn to build up others, other people will start looking to you when things get difficult. See, it's leaders are those who stand up when things get tough, and the reason they're successful is because other people learn to depend on them, because before they were leaders, they were people that caused others to feel better about who they were. You want to come work for my company, come work and do a great job supporting the team to which you're assigned and make that team manager or that leader or that supervisor say, wow, Jane is doing amazing. She makes us all better versus Jane wants to make herself look the best at everybody's expense. One of the things that drives me in this is Jesus basically through the Apostle Paul says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others higher or above yourself. Just think about how you think of other people. Are you one of those people who looks and thinks, man, I'm better than that person? That causes you to be envious. When somebody else gets something you don't, that causes bitterness. And over time, guess what? You're not going to be happy anywhere that you go. See, the thing is, is when you learn how to get joy out of building up other people, it doesn't matter what happens to you. Because when other people do well, you'll be glad that they're doing well. That's the opposite of the way most people in this world think today. But it's one of the keys to success for my company and one of the reasons we've grown so quickly the past few years. Third, be teachable. We've already heard that a couple times today. One of the worst things that can happen uh, for an employee who comes to my company is that they never ask questions. They don't want to learn anything because they already know how to do it. Do you know that most companies, at least in the United States, could care less what your degree is actually in after your first job? You'll get a job. Do you know what it shows me when somebody comes to me and they have a degree? That they finished something they started. I don't actually care if you have a marketing and English, a psychology and engineering degree. For a lot of my positions, I want to know if you enrolled in college, could you finish it? And if you can't, I'm probably not going to give you a chance for one of my higher management positions, at least not long term. And one of the ways I evaluate people, if anybody came to my classes or presentations earlier this week, is I take a look at people's questions. See, when people ask questions that are good, it shows me they're trying to learn and better understand things. I know I was told in this culture that you go to school and you're not told to ask questions. I get that. But you're adults now, you're in college, you're moving forward, and how are you going to learn if you don't try to understand through questions? If you don't ask questions, the things you don't really understand, 
What's going to happen is your pride's going to set in. I know everything. You're going to stop learning. Or you're frankly never going to advance in that, at least in my organization, because I would look at you like somebody who maybe doesn't care. People who don't ask questions are usually too proud because they're afraid people will think they're dumb or they just don't really care. So when I'm all done and there's no questions, I'll know nobody cared. <laughs> you know, another, again, in wisdom uh, that comes uh, from Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. A lot of times people dismiss these words. And whether you believe it or not, the words and the wisdom and the philosophy is Jesus is amazing. And it transcends all countries. It transcends all generations. And it transcends all time. That's why I use this to lead my offices, whether it's in the Philippines, Nicaragua, Ethiopia, India, or of course the United States. Next, serving others. Think about how often you actually help other people. But I also want you to reflect upon, has anybody ever helped you when you were having a difficult time? Did it matter? Are those people still people you think about and are important? See, if you've been helped, you know how important it is to be helped. But oftentimes we're so busy looking out for our own self-interest, we don't take time to help people around us. What I love is in 1 Peter, there are words that say, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Think about, it. are the gifts that you're using all for yourself? Or are you going to use the gifts to raise up others? See, if you care about others, and others genuinely believe you care, they, you care about them, they'll listen to you. They'll work hard for you. And what I always tell my employees is at least the good ones, the ones who are not good and don't adhere to these messages, I let go. But the ones who are good, what I want them to believe is that I want their spouse to never, ever want their spouse to leave my company. If someone's married, that husband and that wife, if that wife, I want her to think this is the greatest job her husband will ever have. And you know why, how that happens? Is I serve and pour into the families who work with me. I'm generous with them give them time off, but I expect them to respond when needed. But because I serve them, they serve me. I heard early on about the high turnover rates. People go here for two years, there for three years. Most of my employees, once I define that they, they stick forever. My senior leadership team all came to me right out of college, and they still work for me today. Some 20 years after they graduated, I've never had someone leave who I didn't want to leave. That's because I serve them. And if you want to be a great leader to your organization or whatever business you may be in, serve the people who work for you. Perhaps the most important is don't give up. If you think leading is going to be easy, you're fooling yourself. If you have a great vision for a company or you want to excel in university or in politics or whatever it may be, do not give up. The challenge for you will be, do you have values and principles that will guide you through those difficult times? See, if you don't, you'll give up or you'll compromise or you'll change course because you don't really know where you're going. The person who has strong values and direction, 
That person will persevere through difficult times. And if that person has persevered through difficult times, it's probably because they've experienced hard times before. What's helped me every time I've been on the edge of bankruptcy, every time someone in my family's gotten really sick, is other people who I've helped come help me. Oftentimes we want to be out there by ourselves, but in reality, if you serve other people, when you need them, they'll often be there for you. So, do you want your life to really matter? I don't know any of you. I've met, been here for three days. This is my first trip to Romania. But I've heard about a country that's been transformed over the last 15 to 20 years. This does not look like the country that I grew up in the 1980s and heard about in America. This looks like a country that could truly be a great nation. But if this country is going to be a great nation, it's going to need leaders who will demonstrate excellence in the little things because nothing is too beneath them. They'll need to be leaders who are team players so you can spread and transform your values to other people. You have things to learn, so you'll need to be teachable. You'll need to serve others so they'll serve you. And perhaps most importantly, if anyone here is sitting here with an idea or a vision that you've been called to do, you need to persevere and not give up. As a leader, you have the opportunity to make yourself great. And unfortunately, in most places around the world these days, that's what people are focused on doing. But you can also choose to be a leader who will make thousands of people great. I want you just to sit there for a moment. There's 60 of you here. Do you actually believe that you could influence 6 million Romanians collectively over the next 50 years? If you did, you will change history of this nation. But you'll need to have grounded principles that will guide you. Otherwise, you'll easily get off track. I mentioned the principle that I follow. If you want to be first, you must be last and servant of all. If you've ever wondered where that came from, it actually wasn't something that I developed, though I live by it deeply. It was actually something that Jesus taught. Jesus' teachings were not about everybody to go in the world and make as much money and become as great as possible in this world. He wanted people to go into the world and make the world a better place for other people. That's what we're called to do. And I hope that you who are sitting here today will become that kind of leader. Because if you do, Romania will continue to grow as a shining light in Eastern Europe. And it's truly possible that in the next 50 to 60 years, Romania could be that place that gives hope, not just to Europe, but perhaps people throughout the world. So with that, thank you for letting me be here. If you're interested in connecting with me, uh, you're more than welcome to snap my QR code. So with that, uh, thank you.